Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good evening, Razorback fans. Welcome to the one, the only Hog Talk podcast, live from the Sterling Soap and Roastery Studios, part of the Believe and Buzz Radio Networks, where you can hear us on all podcast platforms, as well as Buzz to 106.7 in Central Arkansas. So please like, rate, and review our podcast, and all live shows are presented to you by Arkansas Brewing Company in downtown Ozark. I'm your host, Port Hayes. Alongside me is Adam Hall, and we're also brought to you by Bet Online. .ag, your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds and lines and matchups, reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head over to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit Bet online where the game starts. Tonight we start off with uh, Team Arkansas TBT. Their run in Wichita ends in the regional final, 63-59 to against the host team Aftershocks. Adam, I know you was following along with the action throughout the tournament, but I'll tell you what, the job that Monty did with this team, um, not being, you know, right up until – Tip off of the very first game. You didn't have J.D. Note. You didn't have Courtney Fortson. And Sonny Weems just now played today. So, big kudos to him. But what were your overall thoughts of, of this year's tournament and, and what this team did? Um, definitely a better showing than recent past, in my opinion. Uh, the team looked like they had been playing more together than just a couple few weeks. Um, they had some – they had a little – you know, some gel and some – coercion together it was it, they looked good um there are some few spots you could tell whether it was the referees or FIBA rules or whatever the case may be that you know there were some things that could have gone either way but um you know I think they really like some of the teams lacked a true unlike we were talking about three-point shooter um we definitely had the the rebounds we had the, the paint uh solidified so really it was just that pure shooter that they were missing yeah, and I'll tell you what, Hunter Mickelson, I mean, and Dustin Thomas fouling out there on a questionable call there at the end. I mean, let, let's, you know, we'll call a spade a spade. Yes, it, it, there was some questionable calls, but you, know, you got to close out a little bit later, especially because for those who don't know, I mean, th- there is no time clock. There is not, once you get to that Elam ending, they add eight points to whoever's ahead, and that's the final score. First team to 63. So you got to know in that situation, you can't allow a three. A two, you still get another possession. But a three mm-hmm. ends the game. And nobody was behind Hunter. He looked back, did not get up enough time. And you, a guy that uh, there, they said that was uh, he was 0 for 8 or 0 for 9 leading up to that shot. But you just mm-hmm. never know in that moment. But I'm very proud of the team. Adriel Bailey, Brandon Wood, Alex Robinson, Dustin Thomas, Hunter, Hunter Milkelson, 
Sean Doss, Jamal Ray, and Jarvis Vernado made up the team along with uh, Sonny Williams, who made his debut today. And you could tell he was a little bit rusty, had had a couple of good shots there. But just you, we would have been able to really – I think if he would have played the other two games, they would have definitely beat this team. Uh, definitely. I mean, he's – and it's nothing knocking him. I'm just a year younger than he is. But, you know, he showed he's 37 years old. Um <laughs> But I've also seen from, you know, what he's done in China, you know, it's just coming to that point in his career, things are dwindling down. Um, I wish he had played more with the team instead of today, but I know he had his other commitments in West Memphis this week. Uh, you know, I'd just like for Team Arkansas to finally get a team that you don't have players back it out or other – when the schedule comes out, it, it's set. So these players that are committing then dropping out, I mean, they, they need to either not commit at all or stick through it. Yeah. Um, I was trying to – we had a comment on how many points uh, Mickelson had. And I'm, I'm looking – the live stats that I'm looking at right now ended with a minute 27 left in the third quarter. And at that point, um, we're not – let's see, box score for Arkansas – at that point, total points, Mickelson had 10 points. But that was, like I said, that was three minutes or a minute 27 left. So I, I do apologize, JJ, for not having the final stats. And, again, when you're throwing these kind of tournaments and stuff, it's hard to get the up-to-date stats like we're used to with stat broadcast and stuff like that. But um, also, I mean, Aftershocks is a tough team. I mean, they – just, you know, they're the darling of TBT. I mean, they had 5,000 people there at the game. And and trust me, I've been to the environment, and that 5,000 makes it seem like there's ten to 15,000. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just that type of – it's like a barn hill effect. Um, and that's like Andrew was talking about earlier this week on the show, that they've got that home court advantage that our other teams aren't getting. Even yeah. host sites that have teams, they don't have the show out that Wichita mm-hmm. has. Yeah, but, you know – what what else is there to do in oh, Wichita? Exactly. <laughs> so, but uh, this user says lots of shots went up in the first half that didn't fall for either team. That's right. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they had a lot of good looks, but they just it, it, it they didn't commit a lot of turnovers, but it was crucial turnovers when they did. And we were texting during the game. You know, after mm-hmm. Shocks is one of those teams you can't let them go on a run and I was going to pick my son up and I think uh, Arkansas was up and then I look and Aftershocks was up five. I mean, there was something I lost in transition of that run that we talked about. That, but uh, no. And that's like last night's game for the Aftershocks. I didn't watch much of it, but I remember flipping over to it, and they were down. I mean, it was towards the third quarter, probably maybe going in the fourth, but they were down almost double digits. And then next thing I know, they're up. Yeah. And then ended up winning the game. So they're that team that once they get on a spurt, you better watch out. Yeah, they got they got a couple of guys. Well, Trey Wade from Arkansas played mm-hmm. on that team. And it's just That's frustrating. Yeah. You see how many guys that played at Arkansas are playing for mm-hmm. other teams, and I'm just like, oh, my god. Well, that's one thing that – because he's been one that they've shown often. So, we know that, you know, coming from Arkansas. But, I, I, like, I was looking – and, again, it goes back to who committed versus who's actually playing. I haven't looked up all yeah. these guys to see who's actually playing – but you had Trey Wade, you had Jalen Tate on Carmen's crew, um, Cody Clark on Friday beers, Corey Williams on heard that yep, he's Jalen Barford, Jalen Barford on Jackson, yep. Tennessee underdogs. 
Um, Iola was on purple and black. He briefly played at Arkansas. I mean, I don't think he got many minutes before he transferred. Um, Desi Sills never ended up playing for purple and black. And then he had Justin Smith that was on Red Scare, which is the Dayton alumni. I'm not sure if he's played. I hadn't heard his name. Chris Likes, Darius Hall, and Vance Jackson were all on different rosters at some point. Yeah, And there's a whole other side of this tournament that hadn't even started yet. So oh, yeah. that's how they break this up. They'll play regionals. And then it's like they – and that's what I like about it. I love the fact that they're not bouncing back and forth. Like they'll play mm-hmm. a whole regional and then they'll go to the other, high, other half. Jalen oh, yeah. Barford's cousin plays for the Jackson, Tennessee, and that's where he started playing before he come over to Team Arkansas. He played for mm-hmm. the underdogs out of Jackson, Tennessee, right just right outside of Memphis. So, I mean, I understand that one. You know, um, Ja'Cory Williams, they tried to get play for Arkansas, but he's played with her dad. And also, it's what we talk about when it comes to that money. You know, you've got mm-hmm. – you can pay these players – and get boosters, per se, like NIL, to play for your team before the tournament starts because the only way you win any money in this tournament is if you win the whole tournament. So, you know, there's some cash and some boosters that, you know, come up and say, hey, we'll give you five grand to show up, you know. And and there's been times where Arkansas has been able to do that. And I think this really helped their case of of potentially hosting. I mean, playing the Aftershocks down to the wire in their home arena, I think if if Monty gets a good roster set and and gets the guys that – and he had a great roster this year that played together. I mean, he keeps this roster together, and Sonny plays a full tournament. I mean, that to me is a a, a team that could host. And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people is going to want Fayetteville – I've, I've talked to the the, the guys and, and what they look for in logistics because you've got to look at where XNA is compared to Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get these guys to fly into Fayetteville, and then they're going to catch an Uber or a taxi or drive all the way into Fayetteville, and that's a 45-minute drive. Mm-hmm. Then we've even looked at the possibility of Hot Springs, but they would have to fly into Little Rock and then go to Hot Springs. I think Hot Springs would be a heck of a venue there where they play the state championships game. But then there's also Simmons Bank Arena in Little Rock. It's, mm-hmm. it, 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 or if you can't use the Simmons Banks Arena or, or the Arkansas alum, I mean, you've got Euler or, or Little Rock that you can kind of you. But the biggest thing is we got to get more interaction from the fans. We got to get more buy-in from uh, the university. And I know the team leading up to these past couple years, you know, it's hard when they only play two weeks out of the summer, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just like you said, we are having interactions of when they lose. Now people are starting to pay attention or they get to a regional final. Now that's just the way it is, you know, but I think, man, ideal. I would love to see this thing in Barnhill. Oh yeah. I would love you, Barnhill. Barnhill would be the place to play it. in if you're going to play it in Northwest Arkansas, man, look, if, if you could, I mean, my ideal, Just if I could have, if I had the money, if I won the Mega Millions, I would pay Joe Johnson. I'd be like, what's your bag? What what is your Mm -hmm. bag to leave uh, Overseas Elite? Because he's been in the big three. He's played with Overseas Elite. Get him and Weems. And this this team that Monty has. I mean, Joe Johnson has proved he still has it in him with what he's done in the big three. Yeah. I mean, 
bringing back his nickname ISO Joe for a reason that people had forgotten about. So that would be, he would be the piece I would build around if you were going after Arkansas alum, you know, and somebody too, that the money does not, it doesn't matter. But you just think about Dusty Hannes as well. I mean, he, he's, Mm -hmm. he's caught. Now that's another thing that I want the, the fans to realize is if you have a contract somewhere else, you cannot play like even a G league. You, you can't if you're contracted through the G League or NBA, you're not allowed to play in this tournament. And also, I mean, this tournament's held during the off season of a lot of these overseas tournaments. So some of these guys, they don't want to take two weeks out of their vacation with their, or time with their family in the states if they're playing in China or playing overseas. Because it's just, I mean, to them it's not worth it. I mean, to the fans, we would love to get all these Arkansas alum to play. I mean, I think if Arkansas could get their guys that they had, I mean, geez, I mean, you get Trey Wade, banger. I mean, he hit the game-winning shot the other night. Joe Johnson, Ja'Cory Williams, uh, Sonny Weems. You get Rodney Cart played with them for, you know, a time or two. Um but bring back. I mean, Mickelson. I mean, showed me something. I did not. When I saw his name on the roster, I was just like, okay. You know, it was just a body. But that Hunter Mickelson versus what we saw at Arkansas and Kansas are two completely different people. Yeah. And him playing overseas has done nothing. Which I know he's coaching now, but him playing overseas made him a grown man mm-hmm. when it came to playing. It will. Uh, I mean, I've watched some of them them overseas games. I mean, it, it's brutal. I mean, they, you know, but yeah, Hunter and Dustin Thomas was another one that, I mean, from the time he's played with them before. And, and I think it takes a minute to really get used to that style of play mm-hmm. playing in that tournament. And you're playing, like I said, again, you're not playing to a, a final buzzer. So you really say like you're up 63 to 58. You don't want to score another basket. And then the Elam ending start, because it's like, you want you want the ending to start as soon as possible. Well, and I think you saw that today yep. with the uh, foul just mm-hmm. under four minutes by Wichita or by the Aftershocks. Is they they didn't want Arkansas to hit another basket before, exactly. so they knew that what the time was and it's foul immediately. And I don't know. They were talking about the um, the call. He was trying to get a foul call or something. It wasn't a basketball play, and they were mm-hmm. talking. And again, my TV was cutting out during key moments of this thing. But uh, they said something about they used FIBA rules, so I don't know if that's why they didn't call an intentional foul on that one or not. But, um, man, I'm just so proud of the team, proud of, you know, Monty, what he's done. I mean, look, you want to talk about Muss was tuning in, and Team Arkansas got a lot of love, a lot of respect. I think this is the most respect they've gained when it comes to um, their presence in this tournament. Mm-hmm. And they're definitely going to have a, a team next year. I mean, they just – I think they're staying power. Uh, Jamie Roberts wants to know what happened to Note. I thought he was going to be on the team. He went to practice, and then we we don't know a full of, of what happened or not going to really comment on what happened per se. But he showed up to practice and then decided not to be a part of the team. So we'll leave that at that because you know what – in the end, Monty through the whole time was like, man, who we have is who we need, and equality over quantity. And he was preaching the guys who wanted to be there were on the team. And, I mean, that team did really good. I mean, even from game one to game two, you've seen a big jump in that team. And I think yeah. getting that win, getting that first win, I mean, really, you know, against Ram up, 
gave them the confidence. Oh, yeah. If if we had been seated any different, I think, and not gotten Ram up first, and we had played an aftershock or purple and black oh, yeah. first, it would have been oh, a compl- yeah. two, completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They needed that ram up because honestly, even kudos to ram up because I know the weeks, especially the week leading up to TBT. I mean, they were having um, at the university, I believe, or somewhere close by three point contest, dumb contest, getting the fans around coming to their practices. So they had been for the last few weeks solidifying their unit together. So, I mean, they were, they came ready to play and that was a good test to Arkansas to start. Before we continue, we need to say that this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. And let's talk about sex, guys. Remember the days when you're ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra. But it's in a chewable tablet form and a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in the line at pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. If it doesn't work or you don't think you need it, try it for a month and see, but you're going to love it. Bluetooth wants to help you have better sex and discover your options at bluetooth.com, and we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code BUCKET at checkout. Just pay $5 at shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code bucket to receive your first month's free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we want to thank Bluechew for sponsoring the podcast. Just another note on, you know, Team Arkansas's run, and we talked about before the tournament. What would it take to host? What would it take for this team to host? And I think getting fan interaction, number one, like we said, Finding a venue where you can really make all three parts of this logistics work, the venue, nice venue. And the cool thing is you don't have to have a big venue. Look, you look at the top record. The record crowd's five to 6,000, 7,000. So, I mean, you could do it in, in a Bud Walton Arena. You could do it in a Simmons Bank Arena. Or I can't remember. The- well, even watching um, the – I'm not sure. I don't remember who heard that was playing the Marshall team today. But the Texas Tech – um, the Air Raiders. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how large um, Texas Tech's basketball arena is, but it felt empty watching that game because of, you know, compared to the size-wise of, say, Wichita. Yeah, you. I wouldn't want to put it in Bud Walton. I, I think mm-hmm. if if you got it in Barnhill and it got exciting, say they won, say they won the tournament, they become a team like Aftershocks that you really just get the community behind you, uh, I mm-hmm. think it could work. But you start in a place like Barnhill – what is the is Simmons Bank is in Little Rock, right? North Little Rock, yeah. North Little Rock. What is the name of the the one in Hot Springs? That Bank O Z K? Is that Bank, Bank of the Bank Ozarks? Yeah, Bank O Z K. Yeah, Ozark. Yeah. So if you you get a place even like that with a casino and all the let you know you get that buy in there, you got people on vacation down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only uh, I think I can't remember what an hour hour and a half from uh, Little Rock. Something like that. So, I mean, not that bad of a drive. And about two hours from Fort Smith. I mean, I'm not – Fort Smith would be a hard draw, I think, just because the area, I guess. I don't know. Being from here, it's different to me. But, you know, you've got Stubble Field Center yep. that Ufus plays at. And, I mean, that's 3,000 roughly. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, heck, even the high schools here, north side and south side, I mean, they've got over 2,000, you know, per. We'll just pick any Dagum Arena now. Yeah. So, there's venues other, I mean, obviously, Barnhill, I think, would be the best looking and best supported one. But I think Yumi Hot Springs would work too. You would really have to go in a Hot Springs area. I think you would have to advertise it well. Yeah. But and I way just, ahead of the game. Oh, definitely. Well, that's the thing. You would have. You're going to have to start preparing now mm-hmm. for next year, um, and that's the thing. Try and and again, you know, I, I really hate it for you know trying to get these boosters because when you're trying to get the boosters, it's in the summer, like it, it, it's hard, and then you're trying to go to these people in October, November to help support the team, and it's hard to get money mm-hmm. for something that happens for two weeks. They might play one game. And they're not guaranteed. I mean, Monty put out a thing about, you know, covering a meal while they were up there. That that's what people need to realize. Like, you know, they they had to fundraise everything they do for these players to come and play. Meals, hotels, you know. So Mm -hmm. I think if we leave the charge. We saw in we saw in years past too, there was more um, team Arkansas merchandise that they were pushing too. In years past, yes. compared, I didn't see as much this year. Well, it's on they the were team doing, store. They were doing now. whatever they could to raise money. Yeah. Well, a lot of that's moved to the team store. You know, you have mm. the TBTs kind of. You go on the TBT fan page or whatever in the merch, and mm-hmm. they ha- they used to get they used to sell jerseys, and sh- I've got a pair of shorts. Um, you know, from a couple years back that I bought. You know, and then mm-hmm. when we were talking to, to um, Andrew, um, had the got the fan pack in that had the the. Hoodie, the or the pullover, and the shirt, and and a t-shirt. You know, but they have a lot of cool. And and I'll tell you what, they brought back Puma. Puma's got some really nice mm-hmm. gear and really nice. Puma's really gear. diving into basketball as a whole. You know, it's something they've never been in in the last few years. They've really stepped their game up, especially with the NBA talent that they've signed contracts and whatnot. I, I just I think it'd be really cool to see the team really be able to host and, mm-hmm. like, have the fans back them. I mean, have the fans really show up and show out. I think they could – it'd be something a lot of fun. And and it would – you talk about the timing. You know, you're talking about, you know, what we're going to talk about after the break, you know, SEC media days and football. You talk about thriving for something to do. Look what it did for COVID. You know, you were just begging for something in sports, and here comes this tournament, and they played it. Then they played the NBA Finals in the in the bubble. They played the mm-hmm. tournament in the bubble. And well, I mean, I remember during, you know, lockdown, quarantines, whatever. I mean, us as Arkansas fans were all sitting around watching simulated basketball games of yes. Arkansas past teams. Yes. You know, I mean, that's what we were doing. It got that bad. I mean, that's how yeah. hungry we were for sports. And I'll tell you what, you know, a lot of people don't know about the tournament. And I think we do, you know, when it comes down to it, we do – more uh, advertising for it and more talking about trying to get, you know, I've talked with the, the co-founder of the TBT, Dan, Dan Frill, and we've had him on the show and just trying to, you know, what does it really take to get, you know, Arkansas here? And I think getting with Monty and getting with Sonny, you know, the, the GMs, and, of course, Sonny's done a lot of fundraising and stuff mm-hmm. for the team to really try to get this thing in Arkansas. And I think it would be a blast um, I think it would take a year. You know, I don't think you could really be fair and be like, well, we'll see how this first year goes. And you're going to have to let this thing sit for a year, let it get here, 
and then give them another host because oh yeah, once it catches on, and plus, I mean, man, to be able to play in Barn or Barnhill Arena, I think having your former players that would entice other players to come back. Oh, absolutely! If you had a group of those guys, you know that played their practice there, whatever the case may be, uh, that would be sold out every game. Oh yeah, but we're up against a break. After the break, we're going to recap. You know what we. Seen, heard, talked about SEC media days, the rankings that come out. KJ, you know, second team, you know, we'll get your thoughts, drop some comments of what you thought of SEC media days, what your expectations are of this team, and we'll be right back. Attention DOIers and home improvement enthusiasts. Are you searching for the right tools and the supplies to tackle your next project? Look no further than Metters Hardware Store. With locations in Ozark, Alma, and Clarksville, our vast selection of hardware and building materials is sure to have everything you need. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or building a new deck, most of our knowledgeable staff is always on hand to offer expert advice and guidance. And with our competitive prices and convenient online ordering, Metters Hardware Store is your one-stop shop for all your DIY needs. Visit us today, and let's build something amazing together. Are you in need of legal representation? Look no further than the law offices of Robertson, Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson. As the oldest law firm in the River Valley, we have been serving our clients for over 100 years, with locations in Ozark, Fort Smith, and Springfield. Our experienced team of attorneys provide expert guidance and advocacy in a wide range of legal areas, including personal injury, family law, criminal defense, and more. Trust in our history and experience to get the results you deserve. Contact the law offices of Robertson Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson today at 479-782-8813. That's 479-782-8813. Are you looking for a place to grab a cold drink and some delicious food? Look no further than Arkansas Brewing Company. Located at 201 South 1st Street in beautiful downtown Ozark, our establishment offers a wide selection of craft beers and tasty eats. But what sets us apart is our welcoming atmosphere and friendly staff. At Arkansas Brewing Company, you'll always feel like part of the family. So visit Destiny and Christopher Brockett and staff today and see for yourself what makes us the go-to spot for locals and visitors alike. Arkansas Brewing Company, come for the drinks and stay for the friends. Searching for premium brewery products that will take your daily routine to the next level? Look no further than Sterling Soap Company. Our handmade soaps, aftershaves, and balms are made with only the finest ingredients that give you the ultimate grooming experience. With a variety of scents to choose from, there's something for everyone. Plus, our products are crafted in small batches to ensure the highest level of quality. So why wait? Visit www. Sterlingsoap.com or visit our retail store at 16 West Walnut Street in Paris, Arkansas. Shop our collection and discover the difference for yourself. Upgrade your grooming routine with Sterling Soap Company. And we want to welcome you back to the Hog Talk Podcast and SEC Media Days wrapped up, which always, you know, you're talking about talking season and, you know, you had your SEC Media Day polls, first team, second team, and uh, I really was surprised that with all the hype KJ got, I'm really surprised that the media picked him second. Um, I, I, that was the shocker. I mean, Rocket Sanders getting first team, but I really think KJ, I wouldn't say snub because it's a preseason expectation, but it's also a preseason. You, you, you're going off of preseason, how you think they're going to be, 
And he, I think he deserved to be first team preseason all SEC. Absolutely. Um, and I'm not trying to, it's no knock against anybody that made, you know, first team, second team, whatever. I just think that he is ahead of Daniels at LSU. Um, I, I'm not knocking him by any means, but he's not shown me an all around quarterback game like KJ has. Yeah. Um, and it's and I know it's the team and the hype. So I mean, they're they're picked to you know win, and so I mean, I guess I could see why that they they did. But you know, that's where the postseason. Now, if he plays better than KJ throughout the season, then of course, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you put him ahead of KJ. But I mean, going into it, I mean, you can't sit there and put KJ or, you know, this Jaden Daniels behind KJ when we know that KJ is a better quarterback going into the season. We can sit there and speculate, you know, what we think he's going to do or what, you know, just because he's on the better team. But, well, I mean, we'll, well find out when they play, <laughs> you know. That, well, that's like, you know, some of the hype of uh, like Milton and some of these quarterbacks that haven't played. So we don't know, but they're getting these high – um, praises when they've, I mean, like I said, not proven necessarily anything in the SEC yet. Yeah. So, you know, I know it's all just opinions and predictions and whatnot, but, you know, it's just, I looked at it and it just kind of chuckle a little bit, just laugh it off. I mean, I would rather nobody be on first or second team and then show everybody up than have all these players from Arkansas on first and second teams and then, you know, get beat left and right. Yeah, when you look at the stats, though, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, Daniels had 2,900 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, and three interceptions. KJ had 2,600 yards passing, 21 touchdowns, and only four interceptions. So I could see where, you know, the, the stats are similar because KJ had 664 yards rushing last year. Daniels had um, – well, we don't have his – it only has his passing stats. But, oh, it says right here that he had – I think he rushed for over 500 yards last year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, still yet. I mean, we know that he had 100 – yeah, he had 121 yards last year against Ole Miss in, in uh, his high game last year. So, I mean, stats are similar, but it's all off of postseason expectations or, or mm-hmm. how you think they're going to finish. But other than that, I didn't have – a problem with how um, they even voted. I mean, I think you could sit there and make a case between fourth or fifth in the West how they're going to finish. And, you know, one come out and said fourth, and I thought that's how they were going to – it was going to be. But then it come out and they were voted fifth to finish fifth in the West. So, you know, Arkansas has gotten some proven. We talked about it last week. It, it, this is drop-your-nut season for Arkansas, you know, and I will credit the guy from South Carolina every time I say that because that's where we got it from. But that's where we're at. Well, yeah, and like we talked about last week also, I mean, when you go in the SEC, SEC West, and you're 8-4 and four or 9-3, and three, I mean, that's the difference between fourth and fifth place yeah. in that division mm-hmm. most years. So, you know, let's – I'm ready for it to get here. Yeah. And quick question, why is Mizzou always tough game for us? It feels like it should have beaten them so many times. Bad Juju 
Uh, curse, juju. My biggest thing is the end of the season. I, I will always say that it has to do with how where it's played at the very end, and when you run through that gauntlet of the West and and how they've been handled it, it with uh, depth issues throughout the past couple of years. And it's a game that Missouri. It's not like a game that Missouri doesn't play up for. Missouri play. That's their Super Bowl. That was their game last year to become bowl eligible. So. They, it's, it was a more of a win situation for Missouri than it was Arkansas when it come to getting bowl eligible or, Hey, are we going to go, you know, what bowl are we going to get? You know, so, but a lot of it is just, they just end up having Arkansas's number. I mean, and there's no, until Arkansas starts winning the game, you can't make any excuses for it. You know what I mean? That, you, that, you really can't. I mean, Mizzou goes into that game fully prepared. Yep. Um, whether I like Drinkwitz or not, think whatever. Um, he, I think he probably beats it into his players and coaches' heads um, how much Arkansas fans and Arkansas doesn't care yeah. and how they just need to go and prove, you know, that they're the better team, whatever he does. Yeah. But, you know, like he came into the press conference, like I said, last year with a cigar in his mouth, and like you just said, that was their Super Bowl. You know, and, you know, this year, a couple of weeks back, I mean, he posts a picture on his Twitter of a, a, a roasted, ha- a full roasted pig. And I'm just kind of like, does, does he think this bothers us? Oh, it does. Though. I, it it I, does. I, it does. It bothers everybody, whether they want to admit it or not. And I will say it bothered me, but because of the fact that you had to sit there and eat it. And I retweeted it. And I said, hey, until Arkansas starts winning these games, they have. That's what it is. You know, Arkansas is the better program, and people got John Neighbors got laughed about what he said on the internet, and he was on with SEC Mike. And you know what? South Carolina feels the same way about them. You know, there's other teams that keep losing to the Missouri Tigers that they know they're a better program, but it does bother. It is a rivalry. Look, I will down uh, right now at, at this point in juncture of the game. It's a rivalry. When you hate them and everybody's like, well, we don't hate them. No, because if you didn't hate them, you wouldn't care. But when they throw shade at your team or put the roasting hog, you've seen how many people was in an uproar about that. You don't get that kind of reaction if they didn't care. And I agree with that. I just looked at it kind of like, because I have seen the fans that, you know, they have their superstitions on game days. They won't eat pork or they want this, they want that. And I'm just kind of like, I'll make some ribs. I'll make some pulled pork. Like it doesn't phase me one bit, but you know, Eli knows what he's doing. It's going to get to the, you know, it's like we've talked about whatever's for the clicks and the interactions and the likes and the views, you know, that's what he's going to do. He's going to do what he does to get under the skin of opposing fan bases. Well, and, and again, a lot of it is one, People stuck on the Texas rivalry, which we're going to get back next year. So you can have multiple rivalries. And now, am I saying Missouri is the number one rivalry in Arkansas? I, it's between that or AM right now. I mean, you can't say Texas is a rivalry when you don't play them every year. You mm-hmm. know, a rivalry to me is when you play them all the time and, and you just hate them, they hate you kind of deal. Now with it does, you know, coming back to, I mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead, like to next year and whatnot, but you know, we've got to realize too with 
Texas and OU coming in, you know, for years we wanted, you know, LSU, the battle of the boot, that was the rivalry for us. Yes. And yes. then they threw in the battle line and then we've got a trophy for Texas A&M, but you got to realize too, Texas A&M and is now bringing back Texas. That's going to be their big rivalry game. So we're going to, you got to, if you want to rival, you're going to have to find somebody because some of these other schools, especially Texas and OU coming in have had a much longer history or a lot more bad blood than Arkansas has with them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's where I think the Missouri rivalry is, is good because you're down in the hole. You've got it. It's not one of them things where you, you've got to reel in, I said two or three in a row before you can really be like, okay, we got a handle on this rivalry. You can't win every other year and say you got the other hand in the in this rivalry. You've got some catching up to do. And oh, yeah. I, and I, I mean, I'd love to see – I mean, I know everybody wants to bring back Texas like yearly, and I'm all for it. But at the same time, living in Fort Smith for the majority of my life and living around so many OU fans <laughs> – yeah. I would just love to be able to shut them up here and there yeah. and just settle it on the field. Yep. Because I mean, it's just one of those things that I detest OU because of the fan base that is so close to here. And that's why a lot of people detest A&M. You look at the, mm-hmm. like Ty Richardson's era and age, the, the, the era that their fandom, you know, really ramped up of them being a fan during the Southwest Classic, and you can see why that is. Mm-hmm. You can see, and again, they just can't ever seem to get a handle on that get that game. So they, and they, of course, the fan base, I mean, until, I mean, we'll see what Jimbo and Bobby Petrino does, but, you know, there's a lot of inside information that they're not getting along right now. I hadn't heard any, you know, official reports on that, but we'll, we'll see how that all goes because just because you bring two alpha males in to run your team – you know, if Bobby's wanting to come in and run things his way, and Jimbo's got to give up the reins. I mean, he has to. He's got to let he's got to let Bobby run this offense. Well, and that's you know, I remember I think it was last week. Sometime somebody had made a comment on that. Uh, you know, he wouldn't have brought Bobby Petrino in if it wasn't to call the plays. And I get that thought process on paper, and you know that looks all good and well. And Jimbo even came out after the hiring saying that Bobby had full control. But the only reason he came out and had to publicly say that is because even Texas A&M fans and media were questioning if they're going to be able to coexist. Yeah. So it wasn't just something as somebody had put drinking the Kool-Aid or whatever of the Arkansas fans. It's even Texas A&M fans that are questioning it. It's nationally questioned. Can they coach the same team? To, I mean, they can they coexist? I guess is what I'm saying. I, you, you look at one of the greatest, and I'm going to bring broadcasting into this, one of the greatest radio shows on ESPN, Mike and Mike in the Morning. Mm-hmm. They hated each other. Hated each other. Didn't like each other. One bit. Well documented. That they just could not get along. But they made a great team. Because when it turned, you, you, you turn the mic on and you do your show and you're getting paid millions of dollars to do this job, you put the BS aside. I can't mm-hmm. cuss on this because we're going to be on the radio, but you put all the BS aside, do your job. I think that's what this could, but my thing is Jimbo's t- seat's getting hot. It is. I just question, though, I mean, we, I know his buyout gets less and less every year, but it still is not cheap. 
I mean, I think he's still in the 30 plus million dollar range in his buyout. It's, but you know what, Texas, if Texas A&M got that money though. Oh, they do. That, that's a drop, in, but that's that's where we're at. But I think his he he's a, he's got to prove because I'm one of them. I'm an ACC guy, right? So I'm one of them. And I I want him to prove that he can win without Jameis Winston. I'm glad you brought that up. Speaking of uh, ACC and Clemson, how do you feel about your new offensive analyst, Chad Morris? Jesus, <laughs> I had to. <sighs> oh, I don't even. I I don't. But. All I can say is, because this is the thing. All right, we'll 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 we'll, we'll go off in this rabbit hole for about. I'll give me five minutes, fans. All right, five minutes, because I want to call out my own fan base. I've talked to my fans, my family. They're looking at this with blinders on their face, like he's going to come in and be this savior again, because of he recruited Deshaun Watson, like it. I was more upset at the fans' reaction than the actual notice. And and it what the funny and this is the funniest full circle thing that happened. You do you know who broke the news that Chad Morris was going to Clemson? Huh. Christina Long. She is a reporter, used to be at Arkansas, yes. just went to Clemson to cover. For those who don't know who Christina Long is, guess who daddy is? Jeff, Jeff Long. Long. Jeff Long's daughter is the one that broke the story to us fans out in Arkansas that Chad Morris is going back to Clemson. And I didn't say anything tweet because, you know, me and Christina are friends and I do not ever want to bring any negativity mm-hmm. social media wise. Cause if I'd have brought any, if I'd have said, Hey, look full circle, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't want to bring any negative. Cause I'm sure she's heard that her whole life and she's a, dang good journalist and doesn't deserve that. So that's the reason why I didn't say anything. But no, it, it I don't like it for the fact that everything he's touched since he left the first time, he's demolished. I mean, he got ran out of the best high school in, in Texas. If they leave him alone and really just if he just doesn't touch anything, <laughs> he just becomes an analyst I, or helps mm-hmm. him recruiting, I, I guess I'm okay with it, but it just it's it's too soon. Like we get enough crap because of how the 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 nation views Dabo now. There's a lot of people who do not like Dabo. There's a lot of people who despise him because of his arrogance and I mean little things about running running before the team down the hill. I mean, he gets criticized like crazy when it comes to, you know, what he does. And I think that's because they beat the king two years and four years, two out of four years. They they become that new team in college football. I mean, everybody hated, hated Ohio State. You know, people are going to start turning on LSU. People are already complaining about Georgia, rightfully so, because they brought it on themselves for they saying did. people are, well, we're going seven and five, you know. But I don't know. It's one of the things that it shocked me when I found out about it, but it's like, okay, it is an analyst role, but still yet it's like, Try living in Arkansas, being a Clemson fan, and then they announced that the guy who demolished brought the worst years to that program is now going back to Clemson, and everybody's laughing at us for it. I mean, that's yeah, the yeah. biggest thing. Oh, I got I got calls and texts. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Left lane, hammer down in Clemson. I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up this week, but <laughs> I, was gonna, I, I knew you were soaking in it. Oh, so. yeah. 
But you know what? I'll be the first. I'll flip script if they lead to another national championship. Of so. course. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, going back, I mean, to the media days, do you think that the way Sam Pittman is viewed, you know, I, there's never really anybody that says anything negative coaching wise or even media wise. Is everybody too in love with him and what he's done at Arkansas? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna throw out a hot take. Okay, I think he's underrated. I okay. think they look at him as the good old boy. I think they look at him as that party guy because you look at all the questions they ask him, and it kind of pisses me off because it's either about drinking beer or his personality or what songs. They don't really grill him about his him his coaching stuff. Hmm? They don't grill him about or give him credit for. He just lost his OC and DC, and then he kind of upgraded in some sense on what he got. Um, I think that that's just my what I honestly think. I think they think he's that good old boy, and they run that narrative because he goes with it. But he I does. still I think, think he got like, more love, in my opinion, and got to talk more about who he brought in, bringing in um, new OC, new DCs, and everything after he stood in front of the media when he was on the panel um, with the four guys after he got done talking before the next whoever spoke after him was, yeah. you know, when he was sitting there and, you know, they were talking to him just, you know, is he going to bring, you know, the zero coverage and you know, just kind of joking with him. But at the same time, they really wanted to know what are you going to bring in with his defense? What are you going to bring in with Danny? You know, and they let him talk about it. Yeah. Whereas when he's on the podium, they don't. He doesn't get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know he he's undervalued because again they think that you know he but he's got to prove a lot this year. I, mm-hmm. I understand why. I, I mean, I understand why that that the, the criticisms there or of who he is because he is that good old country boy. He's that good old boy. But I think they underestimate him. I think there's a lot of coaches who buddy buddy him but they underestimate what he can do. And I think that is another reason why he wants to win. I think that's another reason why he's going to upgrade his staff. He's going to get these players in. And with KJ, I think there's going to be a lot of people because this is a thing too. This is another hot take because this is how, this is how media is these days. They're buddy-buddy with him, but they under underestimate him. But if he wins, oh, I always knew him. He was a good guy. They bought in and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They'll flip. They'll be able to flip script because they always liked him. But it was always personal. It was always his, his attitude or his good old boy status. But I don't think a lot of them think he, he's going to win. And I think he's going to prove them wrong. You know, and, and that's just mm-hmm. my honest opinion about it. What, what do you think about it? Uh, I, I would agree with you. I think he's um, got to prove himself. I think this is the season to do it. But I do think that people look at him as not a threat, not a target. Um, but I think he needs to take that and hone it in and then, I mean, go for the kill shot with some of these teams. I mean, you can – you know, I know it's going to be completely different from last year, but we saw too many times Arkansas – pull the reins back, take their foot off the gas, whatever the case may be. And, you know, we let teams back into the game. Like, that's got to stop. Yeah. Um, Because too many times it almost, you know, bit them in the butt. But, um, you know, he's, you know, in front of everybody, 
the man doesn't have a mean bone in his body. And I'm not saying that he does, um, that he needs to, I'm not going to say drop that persona, but he, he, he's got something to prove. I feel like. Yeah. And I don't think you need to ever change who you are. No, no. You look at Courtney Eiffel. Look, look at what she's done. I mean, she's, she sat, but she's shown sass too. I think you need to show it at times. I think you need, Mm -hmm. you, you need to pick, you know, pick and choose your battles, of course. But, you know, with, with Sam Pittman, he just has that look like, all right, <laughs> blank, blank. <laughs> yeah. Y'all keep, y'all oh, keep yeah. messing. I mean, it's just one of them things that y'all keep. He He's not dumb. I think he no. knows that, yeah, they're buddy-buddy with me now, but do they really think I can win? Do they really think that, is this just all for TV? Is this all for show? And once he starts winning, how many people are going to be like, You'll get to see it. Now, I mean, if he wins, say he goes 9-10 wins this year, you'll watch all these people saying, oh, I knew it all along because they've sit there and held him with their arm around his shoulder saying, I knew you could always do it. But in mm-hmm. the, on if you could put true serum in these guys, I guarantee you half of them think that, no, he's not, they're going to win six games this year. That They're not really going to win. And I don't know. It was funny when you asked me that, it just clicked in my head. Like I had never really even thought about that mm-hmm. question before, but – it's one of them things. I think they do Mike Neighbors the same way. You know, he's that Arkansas boy that just is really nice, and, you know, he's a good guy, but he's never really put been held to the fire. I, I think there's a lot of coaches that are – I don't know if it was the, it's the Arkansas persona that they all get, but, I, but there's warranted – I'm not saying they're crazy for thinking that because, again, mm-hmm. like we said, progress needs to be made. But we'll, let's catch up on some of these comments and questions here. Yeah. Um, this one right here says Bobby coming in as a chess piece for Texas A&M. In my opinion, Jimbo knows he's gone soon. If he doesn't win Bobby's insurance, a hundred percent. I mean, I've mm-hmm. said that he brought him in because he's in a hot seat and he needs a drastic change, but he has to have the ego enough to sit there and let him have the reins. And, and this right here, do you think Jimbo and Petrino dynamic will be similar to the Houston nut males on deal? No. No, not even mm. close. That Houston Nut Malzon deal, we could make a whole podcast about that. And there's no lie because there's just so much that people don't really know about the situation. They don't know, and we don't know. I've heard a lot of both sides of it. I've heard it from former players. I've heard it from former media. I've heard it from people who was on the inside, but – two sides to every story. You know, I've heard so many crazy things that was going to go on. So, no, 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 no. That, that, the Houston Nut Malzahn deal was personal because both of them were Arkansas guys. Uh, there was a lot of pressure on both people to win. There was a lot of pressure on one of them to bring players in. And, 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 and some of them didn't want to go to Arkansas. There, there was some people that did not want to go to Arkansas. And I think people knew it, but they were forced to come to Arkansas. And you know what? I mean, it's easy to laugh at people when they go off to other schools and don't and don't produce. But you know what? When you have something taken away from you that you love, and that love is gone, you're not going to. You can't not not love the game and play on a high level in Division One sports. You've got to have a drive and love for the game, and you can't. And – that's all I'm going to say about that part of it because, like, again, we could do a whole 
episode about that. And we had um, Bartley Webb from, he's the one that went to Notre Dame on a podcast. Mm -hmm. And we talked about a lot of things and a lot of things were shared off the air that we, we are, we can't comment on, you know, but um, Bobby coming in, wasn't Jimmo bringing him in? I I disagree there because, you know, you got to think Bobby was out in UNLV. He was gonna he was gonna be with Barry Odom, so Jimbo makes a call, and then a lot of people. The funny thing was is there was some people that <laughs> jokingly said that he found out Jessica was living in uh, Dallas, so he <laughs> he moved closer to Dallas. You know, it's yeah, just yeah. one of them things. You know that I looked at it because I mean, even I read an interview not too long ago, a couple few weeks ago, but it was with uh, it was with Barry Odom, and the whole deal. And I mean, he was blindsided with it, and you could tell just on his interview that he was holding back a little bit because um, he didn't expect it. It came out of nowhere. So I think that was totally Jimbo making that phone call, bringing him in. And then also, I mean, Bobby going from Missouri state, then yes, to UNLV, but this gets him back in the sec. This gets him back in a little bit of limelight that he wasn't going to get out at UNLV. He's going to be talked about week in and week out to get back to a bigger Power 5 D1 school. Just think about this. We, we, you're talking about subtraction and addition. And, and God rest his soul, Pirates up in heaven right now, Mike Leach. But, you, you know, he passes away and he's no longer with us. And what do they do? You're talking about God does not have a humor. Let's take away Mike Leach and let's give you Bobby Petrino and Hugh Freeze. I mean, it's just like the SEC wants to, you know, be that that conference, and it, you talk about it, there's there's more drama than there is because I mean that's the thing you got Bobby Petrino and I can't remember who it was that was saying they were uh, roasting Auburn because um, they got rid of Harson, and then you go out and hire Hugh Freeze. I don't know what Auburn was thinking, is thinking. I'm not, you know, Hugh Freeze did a hell of a job at Liberty. I will give him that. But I still think things are going to turn out pretty close to how they did at Ole Miss when it comes to whether it sanctions him doing things wrong, whatever. Auburn, in my in less than five years, Auburn will be looking for another new head coach. Yeah. Well, and that's – then, but that – Again, it also depends on how they do these new pots and these new divisions. True. And stuff. You leave Auburn in the West, like they're, you know, look at Arkansas, Arkansas and Auburn and Mississippi State. You know, they're all just kind of just, they're the ones. I even, you can even throw Ole Miss in there. They're, they're loving this new potential schedule because you don't have to play, you know, Texas AM, Alabama, LSU, then turn around Auburn, even when they were good, you know. Because there's always two or three teams that are really good, and then of course you got your powers, and then of course you get like Florida or Georgia or something like that every year. Um, it's just the irony, mm-hmm. you know. I, I think everybody deserves a second chance, and you know the people's personal life. You know it is what it is, you know. But it's just like it's a business, and people, you're going to have to win. And I think Jimbo, it was desperate and needed him to come help revive his offense. And I'm yeah. telling you, if if they – that's you want to talk about something like what LSU's doing, look how quick they turn things around in LSU with Brian Kelly. 
if if Jimbo just lets Petrino do his thing and they don't have to like each other, but if they can coexist, like co-parent, if you can mm-hmm. co-parent and work together to make this thing right, they're going to be a dangerous team because they got they they got the recruiting. Oh yeah. I mean, Bobby Paterno, if he's there more than a season, he's going to have a pick of the litter when it comes to players to get. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those that, like you said, everybody deserves a second chance. I met Bobby when he was head coach of Arkansas uh, in a past retail management life. He was a customer at one of my stores. And then I talked to him once or twice when he was head coach of Missouri State. And I will say just those interactions, I mean, he's a – different person than he was back then um just in his you know his presence his attitude i mean he just come night and day difference so and and he gets a bad rap for what he did and what he did wasn't right you know but hell i'm different 20 years ago than i'm different 10 years ago than i am today you know sometimes it just takes a little bit time to grow up and and Mm -hmm. the older you get the temptations are lesser you know what i'm saying like and, and let's just be real about it you know like there's not too many people going after sixty-year-old men, you know. I mean, it's no, just no. It, it's unless you've got that, you know, that that money coming in. Exactly, <laughs> but you know, it's just the fact that he's he's a grandpa now, and you know, he loves his grandkids. And I really, honestly, thought he was just going to stay at Missouri State. And but you know, if you throw enough money to the man, I mean, oh yeah, you, you pique his interest of, and of course, he's like, hey, we can go to Vegas, <laughs> and then instead yeah. of that, he goes to, you know, College Station. I'm I'm really Interesting to see how that dynamic works. It's either going to be very good or it's going to implode. Oh, I mean, that's it's going to be one or the other. There's no in between. So, but I, yeah, and, and as we come up on football season, I I think I calculated it with with high school coming up. Um, I think we got three more weeks until there's football, and that's mm-hmm. that's including the high school games and stuff yeah. like that. So. Yeah, because I got I have my you know my daily countdown I do, and we're at forty one days today, and then I see all these other countdowns, and I'm like, no, it's not. Then I have to think that there are other things yes. than Arkansas football. Exactly, but yeah, forty. So we're forty one days out from the start mm-hmm. of the football season. Uh, we've got a couple of things that we're we're looking at venturing out and doing. Uh, me and Adam have talked about. Uh, couple of the games, we're going to be doing a pre-game show at a, a to-be-determined to location on game day. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to get out and, and do a live spot. We might even do some post-game stuff. It just depends on what our logistics um, allow us to do, but I think it's going to be fun to start mm-hmm. doing more of that. Um, the, the wife and I, we want to we, – we put it out on Facebook last week. We went to uh, OARC Burger and – Mm-hmm. To me, it's the best burger in the state. I, it's just, I, I'm, it's, I don't know if it's because it's because I've ate there since I was a kid, but we're going to try to find the best burger in the state. Um, and, and we're men, and we're going to do it together. The, we're going to pick one spot. <clears throat> we're going to announce, and what we're wanting to do is we want that signature burger. So if we come to said spot, we want we want your signature burger. So fans. Starting tomorrow, I want to drop the best burgers. We want to start Northwest Arkansas. What's the best burger in Northwest Arkansas? Put it in the comments. Put it in our DMs. We'll pick a spot. Whoever gets the best votes, we're going to go to it. We're going to try it, and we're going to give it a scale rate to 1 to 10. We might try a couple of them. You never know. 
but we will announce, and this is not even a timed over the next couple of months. We might do this for the next six months and then declare who we think has the best burger in state, but that's what we're going to do. We went to OARC. Um, to me, it's going to be hard to beat that one, so restaurants, vendors, bring your A game because it's going to be tough to, be, to beat that burger up there, and their signature burger to me is the Angry Hornet. It's their spicy cheeseburger with fried mm-hmm. eggs, so... Um, yeah, you're on the clock. So fans, drop it in the comments. We're going to post it out in the morning, but we're going to go out and we're, we're going to find the best burger in the state of Arkansas. We're going to try to hit all four corners, find somewhere, and determine who's got the best burger in the state. Well, in Fort Smith, in my opinion, you've got Yellow Umbrella. Okay. And the Fort Smith folks will know what Yellow okay. Umbrella is, but right. they have been around. You know, it's just a little yellow shack that has not changed except for a paint job for the past 30, 40 years. Okay. See, and I heard of it, you know, Ed Walker's and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and, and their burgers are good. But, you know, I so I'll have to write that down. Yellow Umbrella in in Fort Smith. Um, mm-hmm. Where is it located at? Um, it is on Old Greenwood, or Greenwood. Um, it's close to Ballman Elementary School. Okay. So it's it's off of Rogers Avenue. It's not too hard to find by any means. Oh, is so, it's it, just, so you turn left off of off of Rogers on the. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know you're talking about. Okay, definitely, yeah. definitely. So, so it's it's one of those you know they're really only open at lunchtime. Okay, they're not open of a night. Um, it's a little stand that you can eat outside or you eat in your car or take it to go. Cool. So yeah. there's no yeah, there's no indoor seating or anything. So you have to bear with the elephants. Yeah, that, that's fine. I've even I've had a uh, one uh, a food truck in Best Memes, um, in uh, Batesville. They they mm-hmm. invited us to come out, so they might be the first spot we go to. Uh, um, we don't know if we're going to do the food truck route. A lot of these are food trucks. We want to go to a pl- establishment and a restaurant, but if we say Best Burger, we we can't rule those out either. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely, Adam, you got anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, just talking to the season, and I'll probably hit on this a couple few more times before the season gets here. You know, looking at the schedule, when BYU comes to town, we need to treat their fans as well as they treated us when we went there. Yes. I mean, by all means, we heard nothing but great things from our fan base on how they were treated, so we have to return the favor. favor. I I agree with that 100%. 100%. Yeah. Mm Just show that Southern hospitality and exactly. treat it like you would that um, the, the baseball. You know, they always exactly. take in yes. that baseball team that comes in the regionals and stuff. So, if you have that same that same vibe, that same, what they say, same energy when they come back. Yep. So. All right. Well, that will do it for this episode of the Hog Talk Podcast. Again, we are brought to you by betonline.ag and bluechew.com, and we will catch you next Sunday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.